Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our latest Sports <coughs> Podcast. It is mid February. Valentine's Day, President's Day are behind us, um, but we have a boxer spewing lots of great <laughs> fodder for out sports. This is Sid Ziegler with Jim Bozinski, and uh, yes, we are going to talk this week about <laughs> Manny Pacquiao. I don't know how we don't. It's it's funny, Jim, you know, the week starts and we have a couple of stories lined up that we want to run, and 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 you never you just never know when somebody's going to come along and all of a sudden generate a story that ends up dominating your week. I mean, what have we written? A half dozen posts about this so far to driven most of our traffic at Outsports and and tons of conversation. Uh it's 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 just kind of funny how all the work that we do to plan and 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 do some stories is just something just kind of comes along and <laughs> changes the week for us. Well, we need to kind of pay him for being a blogger this week. He's given us our best copy. <laughs> well, it is interesting. Like, what would happen if we if we did uh, make an offer to Manny Pacquiao to blog for Outsports? What would the reaction be? Oh, we get a lot of <laughs> hateful comments from people saying, "Why are we giving him a platform?" But in terms of driving traffic, he would do, he would do wonders. I mean, just say, Manny, just say whatever's on your mind. Don't worry about censoring yourself. No need to apologize. He'll just kind of spew stuff left and right. But I mean, for those who don't haven't been paying attention, he uh, was at a candidate's uh, forum in the. He's running for he's the election for Senate in Philippines, which he is running for, and they were asked their views on same-sex marriage. I think it was Monday. And he was against it, but then went further by saying gays are worse than animals because animals don't engage in same-sex behavior, which, of course, we all know they do. But that's beside the point. And he, I think he thought he would get away with it, but it caused a bit of an uproar within the Philippines itself, I mean, which is a very Catholic and conservative country but has a burgeoning LGBT movement. And so he did the classic non-apology apology the next day that he apologized to anyone he offended which seemed like it would end it. And then Nike then yesterday announced it would no longer sponsor him and sort of dropped him. And I thought that was kind of the end of it, but then you can kind of pick up on what he uh, <laughs> he decided to post, I think it was on Instagram last night. Well, yeah. So he gets the news that Nike's dropping him because – because he called, he compared gay people to actually he said he said that that my two cats are are I guess more human than human than than gay people, and then he decided last night to defend himself to post a, a couple of passages from the Old Testament of the Bible, and one of them of course says that gay people should be put to death, and of course our headline I mean listen if you if you post if you post a Bible passage in your defense, you better you better agree with everything that Bible passage says. Because when you put that gay people should be put to death as your de- as your defense, you can't turn around and say, "Oh, I didn't mean that part." 
So he got caught uh, after 18,000 people liked the post on Instagram. Uh, he, he, somebody from the media got wind of it, posted it, reposted it, and then, he, of course, he deleted it. But the damage had been done. Screen captures had been taken. And so now he's in – I have to believe he's in crisis management mode at this point. I mean, even in the Philippines – I can't imagine that there are many people who subscribe to the second part of that passage that talks about putting gay people to death. I, I don't know Philippine politics well enough to know if he was going to win this race or not. I don't know that it's going to hurt him a whole lot because he'll probably just say it, take it out of context or that you know his religion is being attacked. <laughs> but I think it does go to show that it's been rare and rare for athletes who have anti-gay views to say them publicly. That we used to see this kind of stuff, maybe not as bad as many, uh, more frequently, at least in the U.S. We're seeing, we see it occasionally overseas. There was that boxer, I uh, forget what his name is, a uh, British boxer who some really nasty oh, yeah. things to say about Fury. gay people. Tyson Fury. Um, but we, <clears throat> we've seen you know, Italian soccer people saying he doesn't want a bunch of lesbians playing soccer and but in the U.S., at least, we're, we don't see anywhere near as many anti-gay social media posts by athletes, which is a sign, A, either that people are getting more enlightened and accepting, or B, that you know, in a good way that people are kind of realizing they can't get, they can't get away with this stuff. But I think you know, Pacquiao probably thought saying this in the Philippines would kind of have very little backlash. And so in a sense, he has been surprised, I think, by how much um, negative attentions come his way. Oh, he has to be—he has to be kind of shocked. I mean, you don't—you don't say something during a a candidate's forum expecting your major endorser to drop you. And uh, I, I, look, he doesn't—he's in the Philippines. I don't know what the headlines are in the Philippines, but uh, Nike dropping him yesterday, and now the ensuing um, kill all the gays. It is major news at ESPN, Sports Illustrated, USA Today, The Washington Post, of course. Uh, SB Nation and Outsports, but he couldn't have conceivably seen this coming. Well, the funny thing is it's making Floyd Mayweather look like the reasonable one <laughs> and they're, and they're a little back and forth because Floyd Mayweather is pro-same-sex marriage. Oh, people should do what they want to do. And Floyd Mayweather has said a lot of really weird and controversial stuff over his career. So the idea that he's sort of looking like the good guy Probably, probably is also driving Pacquiao a little crazy because of the rivalry they've had. Because, I mean, I think it's a sign of the times that even in a place like the Philippines, he probably could have said this 10 years ago and probably nobody would have said much about it. Um, but, but doesn't it show that we're not seeing this as much in the U.S., at least with athletes? We had the interesting thing with the Carolina Panthers and did or did they not call – giant receiver Odell Beckham gay slurs, well, they all denied it, which maybe they feel they had to, and there was no audio of it, so that's sort of an allegation that'll go unproven, but we just don't see the level of, remember people, you know, even when Michael Sam a couple years ago, we had one or two people tweet really stupid things about it, and they had to walk back. You're just not seeing it. Do you think it's because people are simply more careful that they still hold those views, or do you think things have changed, or is it a combination of both? Well, I think... I think a lot of this stuff doesn't come from the views anyway. Um, you know, certainly when you're quoting the Bible and saying stuff like Manny Pacquiao said, he he obviously believed that. 
but some of the dumb stuff people say is it's dumb stuff. They don't, you know, they don't actually think some of the things that they say. They're just so so used to saying it, particularly in their locker room and the sports culture, that it just comes out. So I think I think people are more more careful about what they say because they don't actually think that gay people are worse than animals. So they don't they don't say stuff like that. Um, they're just more aware of the connection between what they say and what they think. And that if you say X, if you say, if you call someone a gay slur, well, that means X, Y, and Z. And, and so I think, I think that's the, that's the, the biggest part. And the, the second one, of course, is I, I, you just don't want to get in trouble. Like I told this story before, but at the ESPY awards a couple of years ago, Rob, Rob Gronkowski came over and, and I said, I want to ask you about gay teammates, and he just didn't want to have anything to do with it, just not because he has a problem with it, and he's said he doesn't multiple times, uh, and, and he's, he's just said great stuff about gay people. He just he just didn't want to say the wrong thing. What what if he uses the wrong term for gay people? What if he uses the wrong term for gay? Or what what if he says, what if he just says something that, that somebody takes? I mean, listen, yesterday uh, we posted a story about seven female athletes at, in, in MMA who are out and proud, and some trans people attack us because we use the word female, so and not woman, and and that was trans baiting and X, Y, and Z. So I understand why people are just—they're more careful. They just don't want to—they don't want to misrepresent their beliefs by saying something dumb. I think we noticed that even at the Super Bowl, when I would ask a couple players about. <coughs> gay things, you can tell they were hesitant because you can tell they didn't want to say the wrong thing. They didn't want to make a joke that I probably would have found funny, but you know, that they kind of look at maybe if you're asked that question, that the questioner himself is humorless or is going to take anything they say out of context. So they kind of really measure their words carefully as opposed to speaking sort of, you know, off the cuff in a very conversational way. They kind of feel like, uh oh, am I being set up here? Uh, so, So I get that. And what's interesting back to Pacquiao is so he says that gays are worse than animals, then apologizes, <laughs> then, and then posts Leviticus <laughs> about putting people to death. So it's like, what does this apology even mean if he then doubles down with something even – well, it's, it's one thing to say we're worse than animals. And, uh, yeah, I, I support this biblical passage that says, you know, a man who lies with a man or a woman lies with a woman should be put to death and have the blood on their heads. It's like, what if the apology was worthless at the time and is even more worthless now? Yeah, well, it, it just goes to show you how how utterly valueless the apologies generally are from athletes. And sometimes you get really great, powerful statements of regret, and it really you can hear it and feel it when they say it. And then you get, oh, well, I'm you know I'm sorry if you were offended, but you shouldn't have been, which is essentially what most of them say. And, and and yeah, for Pacquiao to turn around and say, ah, screw the apology. <laughs> I'm going all in here with the Bible. So it, it well, it, uh, well, and, and we've been, for what, a decade, we've called out these non-apologies as non-apologies. And it's amazing how people will say, even, even yesterday when Nike dropped Pacquiao, people I saw on social media say, well, he apologized. What else do you want? So some people just, kind of buy it as long as you say i apologize doesn't even matter whether it's sincere or not well on the nike thing pacquiao said uh you know i'm not really bothered by the controversy i'm happy to be telling the truth it's worse if we hide the truth 
So he's not even backing down his apology. Um, he's I'm against same-sex marriage, but I'm not condemning. <laughs> but then he called them the same as animals. So he really is. The apology was really, and I wrote it at the time. It wasn't. He didn't mean mean it, and it was totally worthless. So I, you can't sort of have you can't have it both ways. So maybe in a sense, it's good that we're seeing this guy who feels he's totally unfiltered, and you know, it's kind of like Tony Dungy with his gay stuff. That they're wrapped, so wrapped, or anti-gay. They're so wrapped in religion that to them, it's like, well, it's God's word. Well, I mean, I'm not going to apologize for supporting God's word. And they seem almost like that gives them the shield because they don't realize how hypocritical they're being about you know all this love, and yet they're talking about putting people to death. Well, in, in just a few hours, Pacquiao's post on Instagram had 18,000 likes. Yeah, That's well, a lot of likes for an Instagram post. <laughs> and it, it, again, in it, it said, gay people should be put to death and the blood will be on their own hands. And 18,000 people liked it because he was using... The Bible and 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 the passages, you know, written two thousand, three thousand years ago as a defense. So as long as you as long as you wave the Bible around, whether you're Tony Dungy or Manny Pacquiao, people say even today, getting into it with people on my post on Outsports, I talked about picking and choosing and how re, uh, how real Christians shouldn't pick and choose, particularly half of a verse. You know, I, I can I can understand. Some people who say, well, you know, the Old Testament, you know, is just X, and 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 the, the New Covenant is the, the Word of Jesus Christ, and so I focus on the Word. I get, I get that. I get, you know, everybody, you know, let's all get along, and you should love one another. I, I get taking certain parts and saying, eh, that whole thing is a mess. But to take one verse and say, well, this one sentence in this verse is totally the word of God, absolutely we have to follow it, and gay people are wrong. But the second sentence, the next line, is totally wrong and, 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 and should be rejected? That's just that's, that's ludicrous. It, it just continues to point to the hypocrisy of so many Christians, like, like, like Tony Dungy, who want to, want to take one sentence and then reject the next one. Well, that's cafeteria Christianity. Let me pick and choose. You know, oh, things about pro-slavery... You know, men owning women's bodies, you can't eat shellfish. Well, th- that stuff doesn't count, but the gay stuff, I believe. So it's really it's an incoherent, to me, a totally incoherent worldview because it's not consistent. If they were at least consistent, I could accept it. If they said, yeah, I still believe in slavery because that's what the Bible says, then at least, okay, they're, they're really all in. But <clears throat> you're right, the parts, the, uh, the parts of it that don't match their worldview, they throw away. So but it's amazing, we're, you know, we, this, this debate does not go away. Um, you know, we're seeing it with some of the religious freedom bills that are being proposed. We're going to be posting something shortly on this, these awful transgender bills in South Dakota um, as part of a religious freedom thing. So, you know, we've, we've won a lot in the courts, but there still is the court of public opinion where there is, you know, still a sizable number of people who are against us and kind of don't want us to have rights. Well, I think I think it is super important. This idea of hypocrisy within the religion, uh, I think, is super important to to really to really understand and 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 talk about. Because again, I, I want to reiterate. First of all, I'm not anti-Christian. It, that comes across that I am sometimes, but it it really is this where you, for me, Christianity is about loving your neighbor and helping people 
and doing the, the positive things that Jesus Christ, if you just took the words in the New Testament that are highlighted in red, the ones that Jesus are attributed to Jesus Christ himself, it is an incredible, positive, wonderful, warm, welcoming way of living your life. And I understand people like a Michael Irvin who say, those are the words that I'm going to live my life by. Those are the ones that I'm going to focus on. Those are the ones that are important to me. Embracing people and, and building my, my, my family beyond my family. I get that. It's the people who, who take what's in the Old Testament and all of these laws in Leviticus and say, well, this one's yes, and this one's no, and this one's and and what I one of the ones that I love is people say, oh well, um, the reason that you have to focus on the homosexuality law is because it's an abomination. It's actually worse than a sin. It's it's above all the other sins. It's an abomination. Well, in the Bible, you know what else is called an abomination? Hypocrisy. You know what else is called an abomination? Lying. So are people who are hypocritical or lying, should they be uh, barred from teaching students and barred from adopting people and barred from marriages? Well, of course, you never hear that argument. It's, it's always the gays. And rooting for the Patriots and pizza with pineapple on top, two more abominations that nobody talks about when they discuss the Bible. So Pizza with pineapple on top? What? <laughs> Terrible. Why? You know, it's an abomination. Jim, that's crazy talk. That's crazy. Well, it's I in get the, Bible, the Patriots so. thing. It's, 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 I, well, actually, well, certainly pizza with uh, pizza with ham on top. Now the ham goes really well with the, the pineapple, but that is that you're right is in the Bible. Exactly. So Hawaiian uh, pizza, Hawaiian pizza is against the rules in the Old Testament. Well, it's interesting too. You talk about the whole Christian thing, and we had a an interesting story this week about a a gay athlete who was awarded his Christian college's top honor as like a student leader or something, you know, uh, Jack Strickland of a small, you know, small college in um, Kansas. So it's kind of, you have this push and pull where you have the Pacquiao's of the world and then you have this school where, you know, their whole, their whole foundation is very religious and Christian based and they have an openly gay athlete that they've honored with one of their top scholastic and, uh, Athletic awards, so <clears throat> times are changing know, in, in many places for the better. Yeah, it's in, in, in Wichita, Kansas, right? I mean, it's it's not. We we'll often point to oh, Los Angeles and Miami and New York as these uh, bastions of acceptance, but here you have in in Wichita, Kansas, this this Christian school has has found a way to not just not just say it's okay if you're gay, like to really embrace and, and, and acknowledge this person's contributions to the community. It's, it's, re it's really, really powerful. And then what I also love is that, <laughs> I'm sure they didn't realize it at the time, but, well, I know they didn't realize it at the time, uh, Luke McAvoy, <laughs> the University of Minnesota football player, winning a, a character award named after Avowed homophobe Tony Dungy. That 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 that's the one takes the cake for me. And his response was so good about it that he 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 did it last week on the podcast. You know, basically this this would be you know it's kind of it's an in your face, unbeknownst to them. You know that he's telling them, hey, listen, Dungy's done a lot of good things as a person. This is not one of them. And I'm gonna you know it's sort of proving him wrong that you know the the top 
I think it was their top athletic slash community award went to Luke, even though he was, yeah. you know, not a starter at all. So, yeah, and he, uh, it really is. I sometimes I, I do feel a little bad trying to, you know, talk about. I, I I was raised Christian. I was, well, gosh, I was a devout Christian until probably 15 years ago. Uh, even after I came out, I continued to read the Bible and read books about how to how to uh, how to balance being gay with being Christian, and because of X, Y, and Z language, and and I just kind of, I just, I guess I just ultimately myself kind of, well, I one I rejected the hocus pocus part of the Bible, like you know this one was raised from the dead and turning water to wine, and 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 that stuff just doesn't just doesn't ring true to me. But the other part of it is I just kind of I rejected all these laws, and it, I don't need a Ten Commandments to tell me not to kill somebody. I, I, I I know not to kill somebody. I know that lying is not a good idea. And, and you know, I live my life pretty honestly. I know I'm not supposed to steal things and stuff like that. I don't, I don't need a bunch of laws in the Old Testament to tell me what I am and am not supposed to do. I kind of have a really good idea of what it, what it is to be a good person. So, but, but again, you know, I hear that you need you need religion and you need the Bible because it will tell you how to be a good Christian. I don't think I don't think it maybe tell you how to be a good Christian, but it doesn't tell you how to be a good person necessarily. Well, yeah, and I always thought to me the golden rule, which is non religious, was the kind of one rule everybody should live by. And uh yeah, I was raised Roman Catholic. <clears throat> uh seven kids would you know, seven kids get popped out. <laughs> Nothing about birth control when my parents were growing up. Um you know, and so, and I dropped out of the church when I was 16. I just stopped going one day, and kind of that was that. It just didn't register with me or ring with me, and I think it's sort of I always lived a very non-religious life because I don't find myself any of it relevant to the way I live today. And yet I've never condemned anybody for being religious. If they get some sustenance from it, I think it's wonderful, but I do think, unfortunately, more so in the world at large, religion has been, a, I think, a force for bad. I mean, it's just so many of the conflicts in the world are religious-based. In the Middle East, it's it's not just Muslim Christian. It's sects of, you know, Islam fighting each other, Sunnis and Shia fighting to the death. And so more to me, more and more, the, the religious stuff has been a hindrance. But at least in, in a place like the U.S. or Western Europe where we have secular-based laws, at least it's not influencing nearly as much public policy as maybe it once did. And I think we saw that with the same-sex marriage thing. People are certainly free to believe against same-sex marriage if they want to, but it doesn't mean they can intrude on, you know, what the what the sort of the secular society has decided. You know, no one's forcing a church to conduct same-sex marriages if it doesn't want to. But that doesn't mean you can't stop people from same-sex relationships from getting married. So... You know, I do think some of the most fiery people are religious people who kind of, you know, like you said, use it as a, as a force for good and a word for love, but it can also be used kind of, you know, as a force for bad. So um, I'm kind of not anywhere near as religiously focused as I used to be, except for homosexual issues, which seem to come up a lot with the work we do. Yeah, and I, I actually, I understand, I, I have some empathy for, people who have been raised all their life to believe that this is a sin and they believe like Landry Jones, right? The, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback who I talked to a couple of years ago. I mean, he, he just doesn't know any different 
he doesn't even know any better. Like it just this is the way it is. Now you you just can't question. It's it's a sin. Homosexuality is a sin. Period. End of story. But you know when you talk to a guy like Landry Jones, you just get a very different feeling about his perspective on it than than the stuff that we've seen from Manny Pacquiao. Jones is, is much more you know yes it's a sin, but I you know it doesn't. You're still my teammate and you're still my brother and I still love you and it doesn't matter and and so I can I can accept that you know it is not like he's you know out there raising money for anti-gay organizations or 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 saying that gay people don't belong on sports teams he's saying the complete opposite and I can appreciate that I I when I was his age I thought homosexuality was totally wrong and I could never do anything about it so I get that and 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 you know, Pacquiao a couple of years ago said he was against same-sex marriage, and Nike came out at the time and said, "Well, we disagree." This time, he just went—he went way too far. <laughs> he went beyond "I'm against same-sex marriage." He went to actually degrading human beings. And I think the headlines are more important than <clears throat> actually what Nike—that the actual financial aspects of it. It's pa- I mean, Pacquiao's near the end of his career. I'm not sure how big of a contract they had with them. It may have been very little. It could have been that it was ending anyway. However, just simply get the headlines that say Nike drops Pacquiao means more than the actual monetary loss. Because Pacquiao, unless he totally blew his money, has to be well set for life for all the money he made fighting. So this is probably a a pinprick on him. But to see headline after headline in the media, Nike drops, Nike drops, that's the the more powerful thing to me than the actual – what monetary value there may be to them dropping him. A hundred percent, the message that it sends. And it, we, we, the story that we wrote yesterday about it really went viral. I mean, it was it was everywhere across social media. And the, the news was, I mean, it really was a firestorm. And, and, and most people, you know, Peter King even retweeted us and, 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 and saying, you know, good job, Nike. And people people just get there's a difference between well, you know, I have moral disagreements with same-sex marriage, and <laughs> gays are worse than animals. <laughs> so, where did you see it? You wrote. You said you saw, you saw it on Twitter. Who had like had Nike issued a statement and no one had seen it, or because we, yeah, were, we sort of had the first breaking thing. But I'm curious how the genesis of it happened. I can't even remember where I saw it. I can't remember where I saw it. Somebody mentioned that Nike had a statement about it. Uh, I, I honestly can't remember who it was, and um, and so I just I uh, did some digging and found that yes, they had released a statement, and and so just put it out there, and it's it's, it's uh, yeah, I I kind of I had well I had reached out to uh, the, some of our colleagues at Nike who work in the LGBT space and asked them in, uh, two days ago what are you going to do about this? And they didn't get back to me, so I I, I knew that they were. Working behind the scenes, and 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 very shortly after we ran our story, um, one of them texted me and said, uh, "Hopefully you've seen the news. We've been very busy." <laughs> uh, so that's kind of how it happened. Yeah, it's interesting that you know that uh, that the company has such clout that it's been it's been everywhere. You just look, you just type in Manny Pacquiao into a Google news search, and so many of the headlines are Nike, 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 Nike drops, drop, you know, and it's just. That's the wonderful thing, the cumulative stuff of that, because that's going to get people's attention as much as Pacquiao, more so than Pacquiao's apology, for example. 
Yeah, and, and Nike is synonymous with with sports apparel, so it's it's a powerful tool. Uh, one last thing I wanted to touch on is the uh, the story that I wrote. I hope people go read it about Steve Strimling, the Pac-12 white hat referee, who who uh, came out in a story on Outsports uh, yesterday, and he's a, a a a great guy, risen to the pinnacle of his of his officiating career. He's a, he's one of the best white hat referees, and the white hat means that you are the head of the crew. Um, and kind of stand behind the quarterback. He's one of the best White Hats in in college football. And, and Mike Barrera mm-hmm. said some great things about him. And just kind of talking about, yeah, being gay never hurt me. And I've been with my partner for 29 years. We have a 20-year-old son. And we're just like any other American family. I just thought I, I, I thought that was uh, the stuff that he said and the stuff that was important to him to say was, was pretty cool. Yeah, and it really, it's, it's reflective that, you know, he's been able to be out in his profession and this is his first word of public coming out. But, yeah, it's a really wonderful story. And, you know, it, it kind of shows – I think we're seeing more and more of that maybe in, in sort of the non-playing areas that hopefully we'll see officials in the NFL who may or may – you know, I don't know if there's any openly gay NFL officials, but we hit that. That'll be the really big time. But, yes, yeah, Steve is uh, – <laughs> he's working a major conference, so that's a big deal. Yeah, it's uh... – <clears throat> Pac-12, even though people say, oh, the Pac-12 refs suck, Steve does not suck. You can ask just about anybody. Steve is a great official, uh, so it's neat to have him out there. That's all the time we have this week. We'll be back next week with a lot more, I'm sure. Uh, We will talk to you then.